Good morning again. We are finishing up our final on the series of Back to School Wisdom. And today our topic is about buying into lifelong learning. One of the thrills that I had in my previous career, uh, when I was VP of Certified Senior Advisors, I got to meet um, seniors, particularly centenarians, who are 100-year-olds that have aged successfully. And they have quite a few attributes that was the qualities of why they live so long. There's a study called the New England uh, Study on Centenarians by Dr. Thomas Pearls, and he's been following centenarians for many, many years. And they're a unique bunch of people in the way they approach life. And one of the things that's really important uh, in order to age successfully is you need to have a sense of humor. So you need to be funny and you need to engage things. You can't be so serious about life. And that was consistent among all of them. And I had met a centenarian named John, and he always told me a joke every time I met him. And uh, he was extremely, extremely funny, and I always looked forward to his jokes. And he, in all the years that I knew him, he never told me the same joke. The other traits that they have is they buy into constant learning, that they are never done. So they're always into something new, and they have an agenda for every day. So their calendars are marked with stuff. And they also have multiple generational relationships. As centenarians, that's really important because your age group kind of gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you age. But what they do is they tap into multiple generations and they continue to learn. And so one of the pieces that I think we need to look at in our own life is are we open to constantly learning? Are we open to seeing different kinds of values and different kinds of senses that are really going on? I love this quote from Jane Fonda. says, stay curious, keep learning and keep growing, and always strive to be more interested than interesting. So are we constantly looking and expanding ourselves into new sort of things? What I know is if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. (laughs) Are we open? Are we open to really learning all kinds of things from other people, from other cultures? So last weekend, um, I got to celebrate on Sunday. I did the sermon um, at the Center of Peace. And it was fascinating to watch the African-American culture come alive. Now, I was uh, the only white man in the room uh, besides Richard, who, if you remember, Richard was here for several months. He, he had a little baby. He came and visited as well. So he and I were the only, the only white people in the room. And I had a whole experience um, that was really interesting because we just take it for granted. You know, as a white person, we're the majority in the room today. So what I got a real keen of is what it was like to not be the majority, to be immersed in a culture and to be immersed in a whole different sense. And it was really wonderful for me because the expansion was amazing and what I learned. And what I learned was that um, white people are pretty stiff. That's what I've learned, yeah, they're really stiff. And so you've heard me say, move white people, move before. Well, I'm telling you, on that Sunday service, everybody moves. Everybody is in it spiritually, and they allow themselves to simply express. And so learning, learning from a different culture, immersing yourself in a different culture and in a different skill set that causes your brain to really activate. And we'll look at a little bit about that today. What I know is those who keep learning will keep rising in life. Now, that pattern has been set the moment you come out of the the tube, the moment you come out of the womb and the tube, 
<laughs> you have to move. There are stages that force you to move. So babies that do not crawl oftentimes have issues later on because you need to move. You need to learn new skills and new sets of opportunities in order to grow in this life. We somehow have bought into, when we get older, that that sort of shuts down, that we begin to slow down and that we begin to make all kinds of excuses about why we're not aging successfully or why we're not doing things successfully. But what I know is the people who do it well keep learning. They have an open mind. They have an open heart and they keep right on going. You can never be overdressed or overeducated. Oscar Wilde. To be educated means to open your sense up and open your mind up to what is possible. So I'm gonna give us three keys today about lifelong learning that I want us to take home and measure in our own lives. Are they there, number one? And number two, are we opening the door? Are we opening the door to do something new and to something changed? The first is, your brain is wired to learn. Say that. In fact, all the research that's going on with Alzheimer's disease is not about unplugging the mind brain that begins to happen. It's not where it's going at all. What they're looking at is growing new neurons in the brain. How do we bypass that which has become blocked and grow something new? So we're gonna look this morning about how the brain works and how it's wired to constantly learn new things. The other thing the brain does is once it learns something, it stores it. And we're gonna talk about what we do with the storage. Number two, do we say yes to opportunities that are in front of us? Do you say yes to a brand new opportunity, even though you've never done it before, you may have never heard it before, you may have never sensed it before, are you open to saying yes to life? Because it's being presented to us all the time. Young, the younger generation and young people are constantly reinventing the wheel. And we are busy uninventing it and fighting it. Yeah. I just had an upgrade on my Verizon phone. How many of you like upgrades? <laughs> yeah. One person in the room, congratulations, you've got a medal. All right. <laughs> what I learned is that uh, here I was preparing for my sermon and I'm objecting to my phone because I got comfortable. And I liked it the way it was. And it makes no sense to me that they're doing what they do. I think they just do it to have entertainment. I don't know, to watch old people like me fumble with it. I think that's what they actually do. But that's not the case at all. There's actually a thing called upgrade, which means you get to upgrade yourself. You get to learn something new. And we're all being forced to do it. What if we weren't forced to do it and we said yes to it? What if we were open to opportunities in front of us? And last but not least... The third key, can you do, can do is the language of the universe. It's really important for us to understand that the universe is not against us, it is for us. Which means that anything is possible if we would open ourselves to the possibility of learning something new. So your brain. In your brain are these wonderful neural pathways that get developed. Now they start developing when you're in the womb and all the time that's really happening is, the first thing I want you to know is your brain is not against you. Say that. The brain is not invested in my pain. The pain is not invested in my old story. 
It's not. The brain has one function, to get information to express. And it is finding all kinds of ways for that to happen. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's wonderful, who has done so much study in the brain, we're trying to get him to come here, and I hope we get him. He says a couple things. He says, when you think from your past memories, you can only create past experiences. We think somewhere between 60 to 70,000 thoughts in one day, and 90% of those thoughts are exactly the same ones we had the day before. How many of you have had this experience? Yes. How many of you had it in the middle of the night? And, and it just goes on and on and on, does it not? And that's because you feel first and you think second. Say that. You feel that's how your brain knows where to go. So when you're having these feelings of hurt and lack of forgiveness, the brain has a neural pathway that has been created. And for some of us, it's six lanes wide. And it knows exactly how to get your emotion through your brain so that you can have the experience of being hurt all over again. That pattern works positively and it works negatively. All it is doing is reading our feelings. That's all it's doing. The universe works through our thoughts and it works through our feelings. And so the neural pathways that we keep repeating over and over again, the brain gets a message that it's important. So when we keep telling a story over and over and over again, the neural pathway becomes larger and larger and easier to access. It is not invested, the brain is not, in positive or negative. It's invested in getting you to have the experience you need to have in the process. Spend time contemplating who you want to be. The mere process of contemplating who you want to be begins to change your brain. We have bought into this notion that is not changeable, and science is telling us very differently. We can create new neural pathways. And that's exactly where all the research is going because we are powerful beyond measure. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, many, many years ago knew this without the science. And what he said was, the more we change the thinking, the more the outcome and the condition in our lives begin to shift and change. That we can create a new pathway in our brain that rewires the story. It's interesting because our online audience, wave to them, is growing like crazy. It's a new church, folks. The old model is passing away and a new model is emerging. And we need to be open to a new neural pathway of thinking about what a spiritual community of the 21st century might look like. And so it's really important for us to open our mind to pay attention to the dynamics that are going on. I have to step down to read this one. Um, the latest research supports the notion that we have the natural ability to change the brain and the body by thought alone, so that it looks biologically like some future event has already happened, because you can make, more, you can make thought more real than anything else. You can change who you are from the brain cell to the gene, given the right understanding. So your brain and my brain does not know the difference between past and present. It doesn't know the difference. So what happens is when we have an experience 
it repeats itself. And the reason it repeats itself is because it feels real all over again. So when you're sitting there at night worrying about what is not happening in your career or what's not happening to you, that's an old pattern and your brain thinks it's real and is giving you the experience over and over and over again. So if the brain is not invested in where the information goes and, and all it is is wants to give you the experience, why not create the experience we want? Why not create the thoughts we want? Why not understand that we can create the future by shifting and changing our minds because spirit, God essence, has breathed that power into us. And the reason God's name is I am is it means it is ever present. It is not invested in the past. It is not invested in the future. It is invested in the powerful word that we are saying momentarily right now. The brain is paying attention to our feelings. The brain is paying attention to what we're thinking and how we're thinking in the process. When we understand the power of that, we can learn new things easily and effortlessly. We can shift the dynamics of our life in the most powerful way. In an age of information, ignorance is a choice. To be ignorant in where we have so much information to open our brains to think differently and to do differently is ridiculous. To be open to receive the information is critically important. Each time you make a new choice that is alignment with your future, you are printing your brain to, you're priming your brain to install the neurological hardware to actually think and act and feel like the person you want to be in your future. Every time you have a thought and an emotion and you want to feel something of where you're going to be, you can fake it till you make it. Say that. Lots of people come to see me about prosperity or the lack of it in their lives. What I know is when you don't have prosperity in your life and when you're in fear, as we heard in the song today that Jeremy sang, then what happens is you cannot produce prosperity. You cannot produce the job you want if you cannot feel that job, if you cannot sense that job. And so I think the Broadmoor owes me some money because every time you come to see me, I sent you to the Broadmoor with a reading assignment because I want you to feel what prosperity might look like. I want you to understand that the concept that you keep repeating in your brain over and over again is causing the lack, it's causing the fear, it's causing the dynamics. And the more we have that fear, the brain gives us the experience that we are funneling through our neural pathways, brilliantly given to us by God that you and I have the power to choose to think differently and that there is no God up there pulling strings. It is us feeling things here and creating things out here. That is the dynamic that is really going on. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, puts it powerfully in our textbook. He says, our thoughts does not go out to influence persons or things. What it does is readjust our own consciousness our own thinking to include a larger and more harmonious field of action. We learn that when we get our consciousness straightened out, things in our external world adjust themselves to meet our new and better inward awareness. When we change this, when we learn something new, don't make a dent, Norm. Um, when you learn something new, I just had this image of my mother saying, hard head, hard head. Um, <laughs> 
When you change all of that, this changes out here. It's not vice versa. We can't change this out here and not change this in here. It is the opposite, the direct opposite that needs to happen. Here's my friend Maxine. She said, wouldn't you know it, brain cells come and brain cells go, but fat cells live forever. <laughs> yeah. Or the thinking of it does. Anyway, if you want a new outcome, you'll have to break the habit of being yourself and reinvent your new self. To constantly learn to shift and change who we are is the power that you and I have been given to use. Secondly, learning to say yes to opportunities that are right in front of us. The things that are presented to us that we don't drink in deeply. Once upon a time, there was a woman who had been lost in the desert for three whole days without water. Just as she was about to collapse, she saw what appeared to be a lake just a few hundred yards in front of her. Could it be, she wondered, or is it just a mirage? She thought to herself. With the last bits of strength she could muster, she staggered toward the lake and quickly learned that her prayers had been answered. It was no mirage. It was indeed a large spring-fed lake full of fresh water, more fresh water than she could ever drink in a lifetime. Yet while she was literally dying of thirst, she couldn't bring herself to drink the water. She simply stood by the water's edge and stared down at it. There was a passerby riding on a camel from a nearby desert town who was watching the woman's bizarre behavior. He got off his camel, walked up to the thirsty woman and asked, why don't you have a drink, ma'am? She looked up at the man with an exhausted, distraught expression across her face and tears welling up in her eyes. I'm dying of thirst, she said, but there's way too much water here in this lake to drink. No matter what I do, I can't possibly finish it all. The passerby smiled, bent down, scooped up just a little of the water with his hands, lifted it to the woman's mouth and said, Ma'am, your opportunity is right now. And as you move forward throughout the rest of your life, you have to understand that you don't have to drink the whole lake to quench your thirst. You can simply take one sip, just one small sip, and then another if you choose. Focus only on the mouthful in front of you and all your anxiety and fear and overwhelm about the rest of your life will gradually fade away. We think we have to do it all perfectly. How many people can relate? All you have to do is take a sip. A sip to whatever is in front of you. A sip to an opportunity that's been given to you and you get the ability to say yes just to that. So many times we are caught up in our ego that we won't do something new because we don't want to be embarrassed or the real story is we want to do it perfectly. All I know is an artist never paints perfectly the first time but begins to learn brushstroke by brushstroke how to create the image. When Scott and I went to a John Campbell folk school, we took a watercoloring class. I was paranoid because uh, my perfectionism came right to the surface. Because I had, there were beautiful pa people painting beautiful things in the class and then there was me, you know, worrying about whether the tree branch was right. 
And it took several hours until I finally realized that I had to just learn and relax. And we had this wonderful instructor, Suzanne, who just absolutely took us through and, and taught us some basic skills first. And once we learned the basic skills and I said yes to those, then the painting began to happen. And I felt comfortable and ease, but I had to let go. And I had to say yes to learn something. When was the last time you said yes to learning something new? When was the last time we expanded to learn and expand who we are? If somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure if you can do it, then say yes first and then learn how to do it later. Say yes to life. We are constantly saying no. Say yes to life. Yes to learning something new. Always say yes to the present moment. Say yes to life and see how life suddenly sorts and works through and is rather for you instead of against you. As I say yes to life, what happens? Because that's how the brain works. When you say yes to something, the brain gets busy making sure you get to have the experience of it. Life says yes back when we say yes. And life says no back to us when we say no. Creativity in life is about saying yes to new ideas, about expansion, about growing, about learning something new. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, puts it in our textbook this way. We are thinking centers in a cosmic mind. Our lives reproduce the original life that is always expanding. Everything that happens to us must start with the movement of intelligence within us, which is a movement of our word or our contemplation or our meditation that is within us. To learn to think in the right manner is to learn to create that which is good. So we are part of the original thought. We call it God. Call it spirit. Call it Jesus. Call it Lord. Whatever you want to call it. We are part with it. And the way that thought works is the way that thought works within us. That if you go back to the book of Genesis in the Christian tradition, which is also taken from the Hebrew tradition, you will see that there is a pattern. When creation gets created, which is a why story, it's not a how story, fundamentalists begin to use it as, as a beating up thing, and it's not meant to do that. Here's what it is. God has a thought. I think I will create water. God speaks the word and what happens? It happens. It gets created. My friends, we do the same thing. When we have a thought, when we speak our word, we manifest. We create. We expand. We learn something new because we're part of a cosmic mind that has a divine pattern that is working. Don't work against it. Work with it. Create the life that we want to create. Say yes to situations that stretch and scare you and ask you to be better than you think you could ever be. It can only happen when we say the yes, when we allow the stretching to happen. Last but not least, the language of the universe is can do. We instruct the universe consciously or unconsciously, and the universe says can do, because it is the language of the universe to say, it is done unto you according to what you think and speak. I am here to help you manifest it. The language of the universe 
is can do. Say that with me. The language of the universe is can do. It does not know unless you tell it to limitate it. It does not know limitation. When we buy into that we can do it and somebody believes in us and we begin to believe in ourselves, the brain begins to operate very differently. It may be something large as this gentleman's journey was or maybe something very small. But in the midst of it, the universe is saying, can do. When you and I are full of fear, the universe says, and you get fear. When you and I say, I'm going to change just this one part of me, step by step, the universe will say, uh, louder than that for darn sure. <laughs> Can do. Because the universe is the servant expressing through us, as us, and with us. Be like a postage stamp. Stick to a thing until you get there. <laughs> the greatest discovery of our time in which you and I live is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude, by merely changing his thought, by merely changing the energy in which we are pushing through our brain. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, says it this way, no matter what conditions may be around us, even though they appear to be negative and unhappy, they can be changed if we retrace our mental steps and start with the proposition that our word is also the law of our lives. Everything that follows the word that we speak is an effect of the consciousness that speaks it. Therefore, we start with the simple fact that we are consciousness speaking its word, thinking a thought to which the law of mind reacts creatively because we live in a can-do universe and that learning never stops. That we live in the eternality of the universe that constantly is expanding, growing, and newing something new every moment. Read this with me. You are not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. You're not here to shrink, you're here to grow. You're not here to buy into old lessons, thinking your mind doesn't continue to work because it does. It will create new neural pathways when you tell it to do so. And when you feel that and when you sense it, the universe will do a can-do that will open up avenues that will be explosive if we are open to doing it, if we open our minds to do it. Winnie the Pooh had it right. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think because you have been wired to be so. You have been wired to be this powerhouse. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. New eyes upon things that we think would never change. New eyes upon stories that we continue to tell. Your assignment this week is clear. Your brain is wired to what? Learn. Then learn something new this week. Learn something new. I once uh, went to my grandmother, had a behavior pattern that she did with me 
Uh, when I was in seminary, I would call her on the phone. Yeah, back in the days when the phone was connected to the wall. And the first thing she'd say to me is, what did you learn new today? And I'd say, uh, sometimes I'd say nothing. Then she said, then I don't want to talk to you. She'd hang up. <laughs> she wasn't interested in my old story. What it forced me to do is to learn something new every single day. And I hear my grandmother echoing right now in my ear. Did you learn anything new today? Secondly, because this is in the consciousness of this space this morning, you are going to be offered an opportunity this week from the universe to say yes. Yes to an expansion. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't use an excuse. Don't shrivel up. Expand to greatness and say yes. And last but not least, remember the language of the universe that is for us is two simple words. Pray with me. There is a power of a can-do in the universe, and we are calling it in this morning. It is the very presence of who we are. It is found in the can-do of the tiniest seed that grows into the absolute mustard bush beyond comparison. It's found in the beauty of the water that knows exactly what to do, where to go, and how to flow. It is found in the beauty of the fall. As the colors turn, the wisdom is to let go, to call gracefully to the ground, and to be open to receive. That one power we call God, that one spirit, the universe, is present at this moment. Feel it. It is the energy pushing behind our hearts and our minds, calling us to can do and to grow. What I know is that I am one with that divine energy, that divine space. I know each and every person in this space, throughout the world, throughout the universe, dances one dance with this divine power we call God. We claim that this day knowing it is our strength, it is our power, it is our expansion. What I claim and know for us this day is that we say yes to constantly learning. We let go of fear and limitation and lack, and we stand in that divine knowing that we are here to learn, to grow, and to expand. We call it into our lives. We call it in in every aspect of our lives. We call it into our relationships. We call it into our job. We call it into everything that we are embracing, that the universe is saying, grow, expand, have no fear, say yes to the opportunities that are presented. I claim and know that for us this day. I know that we release the limitation in our brains. We say yes to new narrow pathways. We begin to feel it. We begin to think it. We begin to speak our word and the universe activates, demonstrates, and celebrates the can-do of manifestation. Ah, what a joy it is to live in a universe that is for us. A God that cannot wait to express through us as us. I say thank you, Spirit. Thank you for this powerful law that simply listens to our word and manifests it. Thank you for the power to say yes amidst fear. Thank you for the can-do when I want to shrink. I claim and know that for each and every person. So I simply release this unto the universal law because I know the minute I have spoken my word, the minute I have felt it, the universe gets busy demonstrating, orchestrating, opening up avenues so the can-do can express. 
what a joy it is to live in the pliability of the universe. I simply let it go. And together we sing and we affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. And so it is. This is the time in our service where we get to show up as prosperity, where we get to unleash our good. And I invite those who are part of our virtual audience to join in supporting our ministry. So I invite all of us to take our tithe and our gift, place it over our hearts, and let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source, and so it is.